Have you ever wondered why some employees are more receptive to your management style than others? Then you'll want to catch NHPA's upcoming webinar hosted by Kim Peffley. During the webinar, Kim talks with TJ Comstock, owner of Northwest Hardware, as well as Candace Albertson and Jade Haney from the management and support teams at Northwest Hardware. They chat about utilizing the Everything Disc personal development learning experience in their retail operation. Tune into the webinar available at yournhpa.org slash webinars on January 20th to discover what they gained from taking the Everything Disc assessments and how they implemented new strategies to better communicate with one another and their team members. Mark your calendar and register to attend the webinar today. Welcome to another episode of Hardware Retailing's podcast, Tell Me More, hosted by myself, Renee Shagnon. In today's episode, I'm talking with Shana Roberts of Morris Hardware in McConnellsville, Ohio. The store has been serving the community since 1845. The business has even been recognized recently for making serious contributions to preserve and promote the history of the longstanding family operation. As the company celebrates 175 years in business and six generations of service, I get to learn more about why preserving your history and working toward the future is important. Welcome to the podcast, Shana. Thanks. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited to have you too. Um, so before we really dive in uh, to talk about the business, and there's a lot of history there, so there's there's probably a lot we can talk about. Um, do you mind introducing yourself and just telling everyone who you are and even your story leading up to working in the store? Yeah, of course. Okay, so uh, my name is Shana Roberts. I was born in Malta, Ohio, born and raised here right across the river. It's kind of like a Twin Cities deal. Um, there's one school district, so we all know each other really well. It's like, if you think small town America, that is absolutely Morgan County. Um, so, you know, just like any other teenager, I'm like, I'm getting out of here. When yeah. I when I graduate and uh, that's the opposite of what happened. Um, I actually went to school for media. Uh, I studied graphic design and then through just a series of small town connections ended up working at our local tourism bureau. Um, And then in that tourism bureau, of course, I'm working with local businesses and I caught the attention of Morris Hardware um, and the current manager. He said, hey, um, I like what you do with promotion. Do you wanna come work for me? And at that time I was, I was actually serving in AmeriCorps. So okay. I was making, you, it like comes down to like $5 an hour. You get like a living stipend. Wow. Yeah, which is, you know, what you sign up for. And there are other benefits. Yeah. Um, but he's like, yeah, I can definitely pay you more than that. And I said, okay, cool. So, um, you know, I, I hopped over here and I had never worked in a retail job ever. It was like my first job outside of a cubicle. And yeah. I just fell in love with the environment and the interactions with the customers and all of this inventory. And there's so much to learn. And it's just like a toy store, really. Um, So that's kind of how I ended up here. And I've been here for three and a half years now. That's awesome. Yeah, I always like to ask because, you know, there's there's kind of a there's a few options. There's a lot of retailers that have been born and they remember dusting the shelves as kids. But I also love to hear about when people come in and, you know, they, they didn't think that it would be something they they'd ever do. And then they get in and they're like, retail's awesome. So that's really cool. 
Yeah, definitely hardware retail. Like, I don't think I could do what those heroes in the grocery store do day in, day out. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. But, yeah. Everything that's been going on the past year. (laughs) Yeah, they, they, I think we all found out how much we need (laughs) our grocery store employees. Definitely. Um, So, can you tell us a little bit about your role in the company and kind of what are some of the things you do on a day-to-day basis? Yeah, so when I started, um, we have a crew of seven, pretty much. So it's definitely a team environment, and we all kind of do a little bit of everything. But my role when I came on was promotion, uh, marketing, advertising. Um, And then just as I spent more time with the company and more time with the management team, we started having those conversations like, would you like to stick around? How would you feel about management? And I was hooked. so now I have a lot more of a managerial role this year. I've definitely taken on that HR. I've become the unofficial infection control officer, which is, yeah. you know, not anybody's favorite job. Yeah. Not during a pandemic either, I'm sure. <laughs> no, no, it's been crazy. But um, I just feel really lucky because the guys are wonderful and they've been, you know, on top of it. They've put up with all of my crazy rules and stipulations. Um but basically that, you know, just um, HR scheduling, and I'm still doing advertising, community organizing with the other downtown businesses, things like that. Yeah. Um, so Morris Hardware is a, it's a true family owned and operated business. Um, do you mind telling me a little bit about Tom Shankin and what it's like for him kind of representing that sixth generation of business? I feel like once you get past second or third and you start hearing stuff like sixth generation it, it's kind of hard to like put into your mind of like no six generations was a while ago so I'd love to just hear a little bit about him and his experience kind of passing being the person that's continued to pass that torch down through his family yeah um well Tom Shankin is absolutely my hero like he's a really just above board dude you honestly don't you don't think of the word like honest and businessman in the same sentence but he just yeah. is that And that's what I've seen just studying his family history is that's been there from the beginning, just really honest business people who want to help the community. And he absolutely embodies that. Um, His story is really similar to mine in that he grew up in a family business and he's like, no, this is not for me. I'm going to go to college. I'm going to move to a big city. And he came back here after he graduated college with an English degree. And then the same thing that happened to me, you know, you fall in love with it and you're like, yo, this is cool. I could really make a life out of this. And uh, he bought it. He bought it from his dad and then bought a building from his grandmother. And, uh, and he's been doing it. I think he's been here for like a total of 50 years. If he includes working here as a kid. Wow. That's so cool. Yeah, and he is still the hardest worker on my crew of seven, and he's just, he, I don't know what we would do without Tom. Yeah. It's incredible to have that kind of of history and that experience being passed down generation to generation. You just can't replace that. Yeah, and to have a leader, too, that's in the trenches with you guys, it sounds like he's there with, you know, not just delegating, but he's in the trenches and working with you and, and taking care of customers and all of that. Yeah, absolutely. Like I can hear him moving boxes one floor below where I'm at right now. Like, he, yeah, yeah, he is definitely not an absent manager at all. I love that. Um, so, and, you know, just for our listeners know, uh, about two years ago, I interviewed you um, for a story and you had, had done a 
correct me if I'm misquoting anything because it's been a few years, but you had something going on in town and people were, they would come in and you did like a tour of the business and you had all this information and had really dug into the archives of the family business. And then you were able to show them different things throughout the the store because it's the original building, correct? Yeah, absolutely. It's been here for 175 years. Um, Yeah. So would you maybe share a little bit about kind of, I mean, obviously it'll have to be a condensed version, but some of the cool things you've learned about the store and, and maybe even to hark back to that project that you had done. And, and I think that hadn't you told me that that, when you did that, you, you know, you learned so much and then it just became something that it's continued to be an important element of stuff that you share in your promotions and stuff like that. Absolutely. Yeah. So the project started literally just with me and Tom going through some old family records and I'm looking at him and I'm looking at these records and I'm like, Tom, we could do a lot with this. We could have a tour, you know, this, there's a story here and people need to hear it. Um, so we spent that summer developing uh, the Morris Hardware Tour. And then in October, our community holds a, uh, what's called Heritage Day. Okay. And the community comes together and you get to go into these cool spaces and learn about this history. And so I decided, you know, let's do that then. And that first tour day, we brought in 130 people over the course of eight tours. Yeah. So it was awesome. So basically the tour starts outside and I talk about the structure of the building. This is a four story building that was built by Tom's six times great grandfather and his sons. Wow. Uh, is the original location. It's an absolutely stunning building. Um, for your listeners, I know that they can't see this, obviously, but I really recommend checking us out on Facebook. There's some cool pictures. Um, yeah. So in addition to just, I would break down the generations who was in charge and what timeline and what innovations they brought to the community and what was their community involvement. Because another cool thing about the Morris family being one of the original families of the community, the men in the family and the women too were all involved in community organizations and just were at, always actively trying to make the community better. Yeah. Um, so we would go through the store and each location would talk about a different generation while simultaneously showing off the gorgeous architecture. We'd go down to the basement. There is a single oak beam that is 50 feet long. It's a hand-hewn oak beam. Yeah, has been here since 1845 um, and the original limestone foundation. And these blocks are like three by two. They're incredible. That's insane. So, and then there's all these cool things because Tom's family has been good about preserving like the original shelving. It's been shuffled around, but I still get to showcase that. Yeah. We're still using those innovations that they they kind of laid out for us so um the tour that was the first time we did it and then we offer it whenever anything's going on downtown um we just and i'm happy to do it i've done it by request we've had some out-of-town people come through and say hey we'd like to tour the store obviously this year we haven't done any of that yeah which is sad too because this is our this is our 175th anniversary and we intended to do like at least once a month schedule a tour to get people through here but so instead we just decided to to promote it virtually and we've gotten a lot of really good response and what I've noticed is people are just so desperate for some good positive news that they were really receptive and that was cool would you guys ever do like a like a video like a video tour and then post that because I could see that getting a lot of attention too, like a YouTube video or something? Yeah. So that first tour, um, there's actually there's a couple of guys down in Southeast Ohio that it's called What's Happening with Herb and Dave, and they okay. were 
there were some friends of ours, so they came up and did that. So that original one exists, but I hadn't considered it until you mentioned it. So it would be cool to go back and do it again and see what's yeah. changed and what hasn't changed. So definitely cut out. So it's the 175th year of business. Like that's kind of mind boggling saying something like that. So, and I think I had read that you guys said that it's the sixth oldest hardware store in the U S and the oldest in the state of Ohio. Yes. Wow. So what are some of the like facts or things that you learned while you were researching about this, that like you still think about or go, Oh my gosh, that's so wild. Or like, are there any products that they used to sell that is really old timey and cool to think about? Yeah. So my, my favorite time period of the six generations of history was the third. um, Mm -hmm. And it was George Morris's grandsons. um, One of them's name also George, George Scott. Um, He was just this really Jay Gatsby type guy, you know, just like over the top, um, like Victorian clothing and everything. And he and his wife, he married this artist, architect, Francis Hawkins, and they were just this debonair uh, couple in the community. And they would travel all over the world and find out like, what's going on in this city? And can we bring that back here? And now like in our little rural town, it's so crazy to think that something like that was happening, but they brought back like Victrolas. We had a huge collection of Victrolas and records. the garland stoves they're just gorgeous pictures of these old gorgeous wood stoves um so that's definitely my favorite era that's the turn of the century and there's all these cool innovations that were making everyone's lives so much better and in a poor community like this those inventions were just life-changing yeah well i'd love to know what is you know maybe tell me a little bit about the morrisville community and like what's the what's this maybe what's the estimated population size like what's the, what is the main forms of industry? Like what are kind of the, when you think of Morrisville, what do you think? Yeah, so um, it's easier to talk about it as like a a, a county because there are 15,000 people total. Okay. Higher county. Um, There's the county seat where we sit, which is McConnellsville um, and then villages kind of scattered throughout. Um, Southeast Ohio is really known for, for the coal mine era. Um, there's a lot of boom and bust towns that came through and the reason that our community survived that is that it's a river industry and it was primarily like timber products coming through up and down they would cut timber there were salt mines which is actually how George Morris got his start so George Morris um, was an English immigrant and he came over here in like 1817 wow yeah he actually started doing salt mining and built a fortune doing that and then when that industry kind of tanked he took all of the savings and built Morris Hardware Um, so the community has I think remained resilient for that reason it just it just keeps thriving when other small rural towns just seem to keep going under there's something that just keeps this community going forward yeah. Um, so do you have like a lot of customers that are like, oh, you know, I used to come here when I was a kid or like multi-generational family shoppers, that type of thing? Yeah, definitely. And that's one of my favorite things to hear. Like you've got your regulars and their family and their grandpas and their great grandpas have been coming here for, you know, 175 years. Um, and then there are a lot of people from out of town that when they come back to visit family, we are a stop. They always stop here because yeah. they remember their grandparents bringing them to the store. 
Um, and then the other one I find interesting is there are a lot of day trip tourists. We have a big uh, hunting industry here yeah. and then people will find us and then they'll just year after year come back to visit and they'll just share stories of like, oh, I had this really cool interaction with Tom's father, you know, cool things like that. Yeah. So what's the, so can you maybe describe again, like what the layout of the store is like and what, you know, maybe paint a picture for people. I know you were kind of starting to describe it earlier, but I'd love to kind of hear what it's like. Like, is it the old wood floors? You said they have some of the like same fixtures and stuff. I just love to hear kind of like, is it like a traditional old school hardware store? So it's an interesting mix um, from the outside. Definitely has that vibe. Uh, of an old-timey hardware store. Uh, we did update and renovate the floors. Tom Tom did replace the old hardwood floors because they were just, I mean, 175 that, that years. Long, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then, but we, well, we did the flooring again this summer just due to the shutdown. We had some more time. Um, so we did a new flooring, but we did a wood grain to bring that vibe back. So that's definitely brought a warmer feel into the store. One of the coolest things that everybody loves to talk about is our original press tin ceilings. Ooh. Yeah, so the founder of the store started, well, the salt mines and then Morris Hardware started as a combination tinsmith shop too. So oh. between George Morris and his grandson, they did all the original press tin, not only in our building, but up and down our main street. You can see it and it came from here, Morris Hardware. Wow. Um, but yeah, other than that, um, we get a lot of compliments on how clean our store is. We updated that lighting. So it's a little bit of a combination of that good old time hardware store feel with like a modern shopping experience. Definitely. Um, what are some of the like top categories and like what are things that you find you sell the most of? Um, maybe what are some of those niches and things that you sell in the in the business? Um, so de- like, you know, just by the numbers, plumbing and electrical is our biggest uh seller and for us uh where we're located it's a 45 minute drive to any major market so it takes you 45 minutes to get to a walmart or to get to a lowe's or a home depot um and that i think has been really beneficial for us so your hot water heater breaks and you don't want to drive all the way to the next town over you just stop right here and you get it and you get what you need and we always have it um so that's been really beneficial for people just quick repair stuff um obviously this spring just like every other hardware store in the industry saw this huge influx of paint and diy projects people working on their homes while they were stuck at home um yeah so just things like that i'd love to kind of touching on that i mean we don't have to go too in depth but how did you guys um like what did you do in the beginning when covid was for like i feel like i talked to almost every retailer on the podcast at some length about how COVID's kind of changed things and what are some of the things that you kind of learned from that experience? Oh boy. <laughs> it's like uh, getting some war flashbacks, honestly, just to think about the beginning because it think was about March. It's just crazy. Yeah. Like March feels like it was 20 years ago. Uh, but uh, you know, at first it was like, there was such limited information about it. And it was more like on a, a call for universal precautions and my, primary goal is always making sure my staff is safe and that they have a safe environment to work in. So I was losing my mind. Um, 
we were definitely some of the first and strictest adopters of any measures. So we were immediately on top of the mask rule. You know, you have to wear a mask when you come in here. We offered curbside, set up this curbside system really quickly. And we still have a lot of people that take advantage of that. Yeah. We set up plexiglass shields, obviously, around the counters. And then at first there, this was the craziest part, and I will never do this again. We reduced our hours during Ohio shutdown from like 10 to 2, thinking that it would kind of deter people from making non-essential trips and yeah. to try to, you know, give better service to those businesses. Yeah. Right, right. Not to like choke business or anything, but just to try to do the right thing. Um, but what we found was the entire community was pouring into this only store in town that's open between these two hours. And I was running two people on shift to minimize exposure and we were losing it for like two weeks. Made a, you know, made a good business, but yeah. just I'll never do it again. Yeah. So, so we found ways to make accommodations that keep us and our customers safe while continuing to provide that quality service that our community has come to know and trust. Mm-hmm. Are there things that it sounds like for you, like the curbside pickup is something you'll continue doing? Are there like, I feel like the, I mean, it's hard to say the bright side, but I think that every retailer has found ways to almost like innovate and try things differently than they would have ever had to if this hadn't happened. Um, So I'm curious if, if like curbside or things like that have been a positive change for you guys. Definitely. Like, I wish more people would take advantage of the curbside pickup because it it's nice for us. You know, we get to we gather the items, get them ready, run them out to you. And then that's an additional service, which we were doing unofficially. Like we would have regulars which roll up in the alley, beep their horn, and then, you know, we serve them at the curbside before all this. But having that nice system in place has been helpful. Um, I don't know. I'll be interesting to see what stays and what goes and what we're never going to want to touch again and what we're willing to innovate with. Um, but so far, just, you know, the basics, just curbside. Yeah, definitely. Um, so let's see, I already asked you about this, but, um, are you, I know you said that the historical tours kind of going back to what we were talking about before. I know you said you're obviously not really doing those right now because events and all, all that in-person stuff is off the table, but is there anything with that that you would want to continue doing like down the line, like once, once everything's kind of clear again? Yeah. Is, you know, <laughs> that, that mythical that we're all reaching for the end of all this, um, I will absolutely bring the tours back because it's just so nice to interact with the community. And then while I'm telling them stories about the store, they're telling me those stories about their grandparents bringing them and their parents. Um, we have spent some of our downtime this year building a museum in the back room. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. And it's not anything major, but it's just a nice way to showcase some of those artifacts. We have the first page of the ledger, like the first documentation of Morris Hardware ever. Right, it's so cool. Um, I'm gonna showcase that and then other like promotional pieces that were put out, those Victrola records, we have one of the Victrolas still. Yeah, yeah, so, you know, I just wanna do more to showcase that history because it's not necessarily like a huge business driver, but you see it resonate with people. Definitely, Um, and do you have like photos and stuff too that are hung up like of the different family members throughout the years? 
Yeah, one of my favorite things about doing the tour is we've got this great big display window that sits on Main Street and it's always a big attraction. And my favorite thing to do for the tours is decorating that because Tom's mother was an absolute historian and just saved every picture. So there are just these really wonderful candid shots of guys and, you know, button up shirts and ties with their daughters in the skirts and browsing the store. People like smoking these big old cigars walking up and down the aisles. It's just, it's a wonderful flashback to the past. That's so cool. Um, do you mind telling us a little bit about, so you had reached out to me and, and I'm glad we were able to connect, but do you mind sharing with our listeners about um, the recent award that, that the store won for, you know, can you tell us a little bit about it and, and what that kind of recognition meant to you guys? Yeah, it was incredible. Like it was such an honor because you know, this year it's so easy to feel isolated. And, and obviously we wanted this year to highlight our history, but instead we're just, you know, playing the same game everybody else is. So to be the, you know, the Southeast Ohio History Center reached out to us and said, hey, um, we would like to present you with this award for your service and preserving history in the area. And it was just, again, one of those, like such a positive moment in a dark year. Yeah. Um, and it was a nice acknowledgement. Um, that group works out of Athens, Ohio, and they recognize a lot of um, not only just like other businesses, but our historical society. There's some folks that have dedicated their lives to preserving the history of the community. So just to see our community get that kind of recognition and it's such a historical place. Yeah. Um, that was just a really, a really positive boost. So we're super grateful to them for that. That's really cool. Um, does it ever like, And like, does it ever kind of blow like your owner's mind to think, oh my gosh, like we've been around this long and like, you know, just to see that it's continuing and customers keep coming back. Like, I mean, not every business lasts 175 years. I don't know if he ever talks about that or is just like, it's crazy to think that like my great, great, great grandparent or whoever, like, I don't know how distant it was, but you know what I mean? Like just to think about I'm walking in the same building and working in the same place that all of my family members before me did like my descendants yeah and that was like the beauty of working with him on developing that torch we worked really closely he had to obviously bring me the files and help me kind of decode some of this stuff yeah um, before that I mean you spend this long in, in something and it's easy to get burnout and it's easy to just get stuck in a rut but seeing him regain that interest in the store and his family history over the tour was just absolutely inspiring so um, now if a customer comes in and asks a historical question he'll direct them to me but you can just see that pride on his face um, again for your listeners I absolutely recommend they check out our Facebook page because there's this picture of Tom holding this award and you can just see like generations of pride and what this family has accomplished so yeah it's he he's I mean how could you not be proud of that legacy it's incredible so cool so why do you think um, other retailers should document and like celebrate the history of their business, whether it's been just around for like five years, 10 years, a hundred plus years? Like, I think that um, I'm really intrigued by history and kind of learning the backstory of businesses. But um, do you have any thoughts on that? And like, why do you think they should be kind of sharing that with their customers? Yeah. So like purely from a marketing perspective, it's excellent marketing material um 
customers really want to know like your loyal customers when they fall in love with your business they want to know like what's your story why did you start why do you keep going and say you know maybe you've been in business for just one year you don't know that you won't be around in 20 years 30 years 50 years 175 years and as i sit here pouring over these documents and artifacts i am grateful for every person that looked at this object or looked at this letter or this photograph and decided to preserve it for the future yeah it's just not only is it an incredible legacy but it is excellent marketing material i think that's what's so cool because you know you the founder was george right yeah named george do you think he would ever ever thought that like in 2020 his business would still be standing people will be coming in like i don't know if every business owner thinks that way but it, i mean i think they might be hopeful but no one can kind of look that far in the future and say yep it'll still be standing and people will still be shopping here like that's just really cool to, when you think about it that way right and if you look at the architecture of the building this man and his family built to last i mean it's still standing on the original foundation so i absolutely believe he had faith in the longevity and the impact of this business on the community and then every generation after him just picked up that torch and just you know you you're here for the community we're not here to make a profit we're not trying to open a new location we're not necessarily trying to grow we're just trying to make sure the needs of our community are served in that way that we can so what do you, kind of one of our closing questions, what do you enjoy the most about um, being a part of this industry and being a part of this, this business? And, you know, what are some of your goals at, individually and as part of the company moving forward? One of the things that made me fall in love with it originally is, you know, a customer walks through that door and nine times out of 10, they're trying to solve a problem. And just by being here, you get to help them do that. Um, not only with our inventory, but with our experience. Um, just the, the interaction of being able to help people. Uh, we're not selling, you know, like bath bombs or, you know, these things are things people need to, to repair their homes and get through their day to day. So that's my favorite thing about the industry. And it's always like a puzzle mm -hmm. to help them solve it. Um, as far as goals moving forward, uh, always trying to preserve and maintain and promote this incredible legacy that we have here, um, and then continuing to adapt to the needs of the community. I don't think any of us could have predicted what was going to happen this year, yeah. but learning how to respond to those needs has just, you know, it's what we're here for. Plexiglass shields, uh, ordering face masks, uh, cases of hand sanitizer for the community, for the schools, for the public offices. Um, so my only goal, and I think the goal of the business going forward is just to continue to adapt to the needs of the community and be here to serve. Well, is there anything else you'd, you'd like to share with our listeners today and kind of any closing thoughts you have on on, you know, being, being around or, you know, maybe an invite to them to come if they're once COVID is not rampant, but if they're passing through, they can come by and get a tour of the store. I'm sure people would, you know, love to do that in the future. Yeah. Yeah. Our door is always open for historical tours. You know, we love to show off our legacy and history. And I guess like mostly just, this has been a really hard year for everybody. And my only advice is to just find that joy where you can. And for us, for wow. <laughs> it's Tom. Hey, Tom, come say hello. Hello. How are you? I am good. How are you? 
I'm well. We're excited to share your story on our podcast. Okay, cool. Good. Say hi to the listeners. They had what? Say hi to Say the hi listeners. Hi to the listeners. Hi, listeners. <laughs> I'm not, I'm kind of camera shy here, so it's okay. That's okay. The video won't be, the video won't be up. They'll hear the audio. Okay. Okay. Change, We're change. excited to share the story and, and the, the history of the business is really cool. 175 years. That's amazing. Yeah, it is. It is actually. So I'm proud of it. Yeah, so just to finish that thought real quick, um, my advice to to anybody listening, especially in the hardware industry, is to just, in a year like this, find that joy where you can. And for us, it's just remembering our legacy and remembering why we're here and what makes us continue to serve. Um, and for other people, you know, maybe that maybe that's one year, maybe that's five years. But if you're in the hardware industry, you're helping people. Yeah. Just, you know, not to forget that. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for, for coming on the show. And it's been so good getting to chat with you and share your story. Thank you so much. This has been wonderful.